You're listening to Parenting in the First Three Years, the place where we explore the strategies and soul of parenting from pregnancy through the first three years of life. I'm your host, Ann McKittrick. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello there and welcome. I have been doing this podcast for 27 weeks. This is my 27th episode, and I thought it was time for me to really give a good introduction of myself, of who I am, where I am, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I just wanted to start out with that. Um, The focus of today's podcast is really going to be on stages of parenting. And I'm lucky because I'm older and I have gotten to experience all of the stages of parenting that I'm going to tell you about today. And so as I'm telling this story of my own life as a parent, I would invite you to just think about where are you in this parenting journey and what can you learn from me and my mistakes and what what I am sharing with you about this. So here we go. Ellen Galinsky has been on the faculty of Bank Street College of Education in New York City for a really long time, and she has done some really fascinating research on parents and children and families for her whole career. And she's got this book, it's called The Six Stages of Parenthood, and um, it's just, that's where I'm getting this information. But I think it's so insightful to think about and know where you are in this journey of parenting, because it is a developmental process, just like our children are going through a developmental process as they grow up. And so um, I'm just going to describe the, the stages and tell you what they are, and you can identify where you are. I'm going to share a few of my own stories. So here we go. The first stage of parenting is called the image-making stage. The image-making stage is before you ever come close to becoming a parent. It's really a time of um, kind of rehearsal and thinking about and reflecting on your own experience as a child and in your own parents or parents that were other parents that were in your world maybe in your extended family it's a time of really thinking about and preparing for parenthood and so you do this individually you also do this with your partner you and your partner will be talking about what your own expectations are, what you think it's going to be like. It's a very dreamy kind of time. You're thinking about, like, what's this baby going to look like? What are they going to be like? What's their personality going to be like? And how are we going to be as parents? I had kind of um, had this idea or been thinking about becoming a parent for, gosh, ever since I was, for sure, a teenager. And um, so when I went to college, I didn't quite know what I wanted to major in. And back then, you didn't have to declare quite so early. And so I just took courses that I was interested in when I went to college. And for two years, I took classes that without even ever declaring a major. And then whenever it came time, yeah, you have to declare a major now. You're going to be a junior. I looked at the courses I had taken, and the counselor said, looks like you need to get a degree in human development and consumer sciences because I had taken all these child development courses and stuff like that. I had even inadvertently chosen a major that was basically being a mom. (laughs) And so um, that's what I did. I got this degree and coupled it with an education degree and became a high school teacher. And then when it came, you know, I got older and I um, went through a lot of things in my 20s. 
uh, had a failed marriage, and then I had all this time of being single after that, and I thought, well, I'm never going to become a parent. And then um, I did meet my husband, Kent, and we got married. And as soon as we did, I got so sick, and my doctor said, you're probably not going to be able to have kids. I was so, so sad. <laughs> and um, and so I was out there mowing the yard one day, and I was just, I couldn't believe I had, that's all I wanted to do in life was become a parent, and now they were telling me I wouldn't be able to do that because I had this kidney disease. And that night I went to bed and I had a dream. And in my dream, this little girl, she was curly-headed and she was young, and she said, Anne, I have a message for you from God. And I woke up and I went and got a piece of paper and a pencil and I went back to sleep. And she came back to me in my dream and she said, you don't need to worry. (laughs) And so uh, that was how I knew that it was going to be okay. I feel like that dream was definitely a message for me from God. And sure enough, a few months later, I was pregnant um, inadvertently and uh, in a scary kind of way because I was taking some really strong medicine for this kidney disease that I had. But anyways, that was what my image-making stage was like. Just a little bit. There's a lot more to the story. So the next stage of parenting is called the nurturing stage. And this happens the moment your baby is put into your arms, the moment your baby's born or the moment you get that baby from the adoption agency. Um, However you get the baby, that's when the nurturing stage begins. And this is when you fall in love with this baby. You get to know them. You go through the process of becoming very attached. This lasts lasts about two years, around zero to two years of age is in this nurturing stage. And you really become kind of like a little couple, you and this baby. And you um, gaze at each other, you love each other, you kind of tend this baby through all of the stages of development because so much happens in that in those first two years. I mean, there never again will your baby grow and develop as fast. That little brain is just on overdrive, learning and growing. And so you have to nurture all this growth by taking care of them. I mean, it's a very uh, important time in their development. And so whenever I had this first baby, Um, I, you know, kind of had two more children stacked on top of it. So I was in this nurturing stage of parenting for a lot of years. And what you find is you look at the research is that the, the stages, of course, layer on top of each other as you have subsequent children. So whenever I, just a couple of things I can remember about those years of having zero to two year olds, um, three of them in a period of four years. I remember just being so relieved when they would move out of breastfeeding. (laughs) Whenever I weaned them, I just remember feeling the freedom of not having to do that all the time. I also remember the freedom that came with potty training and um, when they began to walk, it didn't have to be carried everywhere that they went. You know, this time of nurturing, uh, nurturing a baby is also coupled with a lot of things going on relationally with you and your partner. You have to figure out how to maintain your relationship as you are becoming a parent or are learning this parenting thing. 
And so that was a little bit rocky for us. We had a lot of thinking and working, (laughs) talking and working out to do during those years, just like every couple does as they are becoming parents together. And so um, it is a sweet time. It's also a pretty uh, trying time, I guess. It's it's very intensive. It's a very labor-intensive period of parenting. So the next stage of parenting is called the authority stage. And this happens the moment that little toddler looks at you in the face when you've asked them to do something and they very intentionally and defiantly say, no, I'm not going to do that. All of a sudden, this little baby has become somebody who is thinking on their own and they're thinking differently from you and they want different things and they're going to act this way and they're going to test all their boundaries and experiment with their personal power because they're realizing and learning that they do have a lot of personal power. And it's a it's a time when um, you have to give up this image of never getting angry or always having unconditional love for your child or that your child is always going to be this sweet little girl or this sweet little boy. Your image has been shattered and you have to kind of change your approach to parenting. It's also a time when it's, you know, a battle of the wills. This is when you really have to um, figure out how together you and your partner are going to parent this child. What will your rules be for your house? What do you expect from children? What do you expect in every way when it comes to parenting this child? It's also a time when there becomes a little bit of distancing from your child. You know, in the nurturing stage, you are kind of like attached at the hip almost all the time. But in the next stage, in this authority stage from two to five years, your child begins to to go out and do things on their own. So my own experience with this stage of parenting, of course, it's a a lot longer. I was surprised at my own responses to this defiance. I always kind of saw myself as a very patient person, blah, 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 because I worked with other people's children. When it came to parenting my own children, it was a very different experience. (laughs) So I had a lot of guilt because I thought I should know better than to get angry and to get impatient and to to get so frustrated with a two-year-old. And so I can remember one, one time I... I had built this or planted this little garden in our backyard and it was growing and I had, you know, vegetables and herbs planted back there. I was, I had just really tended to this little garden and made it work. It's kind of hard sometimes in, in Texas to get a garden to grow because it's so hot in the summer. But anyways, I had this garden. I was so proud of it. It was a good thing for me to do um, outside of parenting. And I went out in the backyard one day, and my daughter was in the gardens, just stomping on all the plants. And I lost it. I got so angry with her. And I I went and I grabbed her, and I took her out of the garden, and I I yelled, and I just felt horrible. I I felt so bad because she was just a little bitty girl. And that night, it just so happened that I was going to be teaching this parenting class, and I was just... I was just crushed at myself. I was just crushed. And I couldn't believe that I had lost control like that. And so I think that I just tell you that story to say that everybody feels that way. And it's just a part of the process of parenting. 
And um, one of my girlfriends came over and she gave me a good talking to and, and set me straight that I was okay. I was, I was qualified to teach this parenting class even though I didn't feel like I was. So that's the authority stage. The fourth stage of parenting is called the interpretive stage. And this is when your child goes to kindergarten, kind of. You know, you're, they may have been going to preschool in this author, authority stage, but really the, the next stage begins when a child is around five years old and they enter kindergarten. It lasts through adolescence, so it la- this one lasts a long time. Youth sports are more fun when everyone makes it to the right place at the right time. That's the magic of the free Sports Engine app. Now, teams only need one app to share game and practice schedules, chat with teammates, RSVP to games, and more. Download Sports Engine today on your phone's app store. Sports Engine, the official app of youth sports. It's completely free. And this is when your child is going out into the world and experiencing things that, you know, they're just experiencing a lot of things. They're experiencing a lot of people. They're doing all this learning in school. Um, They are making evaluations about what they are experiencing. And they're coming home and they're wanting to know. They need you to interpret what, what... they're experiencing. And so um, you are really beginning to identify for your child why their friend's parents might do things different or why their teacher said this or what they experienced when they were at the target and they saw this thing going on and it was so, you know, maybe disturbing to them or they were curious about some interactions that people were having. This This is kind of what you're doing in this stage is you're really helping your child to understand the world around them. And also during this stage, there's more separation and then reconnection. And so you begin to experience this kind of going away from and then coming back and, you know, uh, regrouping at home after being away for a while. Like I said, this one lasts through adolescence. And so five years to adolescence, that's about seven years long that you are really um, in this stage of parenting. One of the things that um, I did when my kids were in this stage is I worked at our church as the children's director. And one thing I did every summer in that job is I would take a group of kids to kids camp. And we usually took about 20 or 30 kids from our church and then we gathered with, with a bunch of other kids at a camp for usually about four nights or five days. And so One thing I observed as I was watching all these kids at camp, and they started at second grade through fifth grade, so that was right in this this stage of parenting, what I noticed is that I really loved watching and being around children when they were apart from their parents because they were a little bit different. And so that's what's happening when your kids are in elementary school and junior high. They're different when they're out in the world than they are when they are in the house. And so um, it's just a really interesting thing. I I felt like I got to see the pure kid when I had him at camp. It was always delightful to to have conversations with them. My own experience with this is, um, you know, I always wondered, should I have been more involved with some of the things that my kids were experiencing, like at school? You know, there's, you have to decide during this stage of parenting is, what kind of parent are you going to be? Are you going to be ultra involved in every activity that they do, or are you kind of a hands-off parent? And it's going to be different for everybody. Um, 
And and I think it will really be obviously influenced by um, your time and your commitments and your desire, (laughs) whether or not you want to be room mom or party planner or soccer coach or all of those things, all of those ways that parents are involved in their children's lives. So the next stage of parenting is called the interdependent stage. And this is adolescence. So this would be like middle or maybe the beginning of junior high through, you know, 18 or so. This is when, well, just the word interdependent itself means that the kid is becoming independent, but they're also very much um, intertwined with you as the parent. But there's this conflict of the separation. And so um, during this stage of parenting, the image that you've always had of your child, sometimes it doesn't hold up <laughs> because your kid becomes this person and you think, who are you when they, when they go through this, when, when they are going through adolescence? You have less control. You really have to understand the teenage brain at this time and understand that it's, it's a maturing brain. It's also still a very immature brain. And so their body looks like an adult body, but actually their brain is not caught up to their physical development quite yet. And so I think that's kind of where some of the tension of adolescence is. There's a lot of, of sexuality understanding that happens during this age and um, learning to navigate that as a parent is, um, is, for me, was a little bit challenging. And then also there's a lot of acceptance of this person that your child is becoming. You know, teenagers are really beginning to experiment um, with identity and who they are, who they want to be, who they want to associate with. All of the friend stuff that's going on in adolescence is, is an extremely important part of their development and um, helping them navigate that is a really an important thing during this interdependent stage of parenting. I think for us, for me personally as a mom, one of the hardest things at this stage of parenting was allowing my kids to suffer the natural consequences of their behavior. Because, you know, teenagers can get themselves into some um, deep caca. (laughs) I remember one story. um, Our son had gotten into some trouble in college, and he um, had to pay some legal fines. And so he needed help with that. And, of course, we helped him with the money, but we also had this expectation that he would pay us back, this money that he owed us for these legal fees. And so that Christmas, when he came home from college and he and his two sisters were opening up all their presents, our gift to him was that we paid some of that debt. Therefore, he didn't have as many Christmas presents to open as his two sisters. And sitting through that Christmas morning where they were opening up their presents And, you know, of course, we got him some small things, but we really stuck to our guns and we we did it. It was so, so hard, Um, but he didn't get much for Christmas that year. One of the things that he did get was some guitar strings. And later on that afternoon, he had put the guitar strings on his guitar and he was up in his bedroom and he was playing his guitar. And I went up and I was just laying on his bed and listening to it and I said, I'm so sorry that Christmas 
morning was the way it was. I, I know that was really hard to not get very many presents when your sister's got more, more presents than you. And he said, oh, mom, don't worry about it. I brought it all on myself. So that was a, one of those parenting moments where I thought, I guess it's worth the pain of, of doing that because it was really hard. You know, we didn't need him to pay us back. We could have, you know, we could have lived without that. But letting him suffer the consequences was really, really important for his own growth and development. And so I just wanted to share that little story with you. Um, the next stage of parenting is called the departure stage. And this is when your child leaves the house. Now, I hear a lot of parents talk about this a lot, especially when their children are young. They just anticipate this moment of their child leaving. They begin grieving this long before it's ever going to happen because we anticipate the end of our parenting journey. And our, cha- our images of our child also are continuing to change during this time because a lot of times your kids are going to make decisions about their adulthood and what they're going to do next that are different from the images that you had been concocting for them all of their life. We have to accept that our child has a separate identity from ourselves. Even, you know, they're still a part of our family, but they are going out and starting their own family. They're starting their own life. And we have to accept this other person and learn how to relate to them in new and different ways. Another characteristic of this stage of parenting is um, taking stock of your successes and failures as a parent. And see, this is where I am in life. (laughs) I'm in this departure stage of parenting. And I'll tell you what, I go through this all the time. I'm always remembering my successes but more I remember my failures as a parent and I think about them. And you know who I wish I could talk to? My mother. Because even though I'm a 60 plus year old woman, I still need and want my own mother. And she's gone, unfortunately. But um, we still need a parent even as we are going through the rest of our life. And you will continue to be the parent of your adult child And it's just a matter of figuring out what does this relationship look like now? How can we talk to each other? How can we live life in a way that is still connected and still thriving and and life-filled and good with a healthy relationship? And of course, this is going to look different for every family. It's going to look different for every parent-child relationship. And things do change as we grow older. But um, it is a time of memories. It's a time of apologies. It's not uncommon for me to have a memory of something I messed up on as a parent and to call that kid and say, I'm thinking about this and I just want to tell you I'm sorry and maybe explain myself a little bit. Usually they say, I don't even remember what you're talking about, but okay, mom, it's okay. (laughs) So anyways, that is my explanation of the stages of parenting. And um, I am uh, more than willing. I would love to talk with you about where you are in in this parenting journey. One of the things that I do is I do parent coaching. And so if you kind of 
this brought up some questions for you and you would like to talk about where you are on your parenting journey and see if you can't understand your child better and your own responses to your child in terms of some of these things about um, about the parenting stages, I would love to talk with you about that. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can learn more and um, we can connect and talk about that. So that's it for today. I hope that this was insightful for you as you think about yourself, where you are on the parenting journey, and maybe you can uh, take a look at this book. I'll put a link to the book also in the show notes. Okay, so I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. If you loved today's episode, take a minute and subscribe to our podcast. And one last thing, I'd love to pray for you and your baby if you'd like for me to. You can email me at ask at nurturednoggins.com. Your request can be as simple as just one word, or it can include an explanation. Either way, you can trust that I will pray for you. It's a quiet, simple way that I can connect with you and your family and support you in your parenting journey.